This is the morning sports desk for Wednesday, October 11th. All right, Corey. Well, uh, you had high school volleyball yesterday. Indeed. Remember yesterday when I said I I, I would venture a guess is to say this might be my, the best volleyball match I see during the year? Uh-huh. And what happened? We went five sets. Whoa. As a matter of fact, the JV match even went five sets. Or not five. I guess three. They both went the distance uh-huh. uh, uh, last night. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It, it was, uh, I, I think... Um, probably exactly what both of those teams wanted. Maybe not as far as like execution on the court goes, but as far as this is good, this is good competition yeah. at the at the end of the season. And and you know the old cliches: we want to be peaking at the right time. Blah blah blah. We want to be playing our best at the end of the season. Blah blah blah. Well, um, you have to when those two teams play each other. You have to play your best and. Um, and it went five. It was really exciting. Pine River Bacchus ended up uh, pulling it out. It was uh, all, all but one of the sets were close. The fourth set was was not that close. That's just how that goes. But the fifth was like fifteen to twelve, mm-hmm. and it was it was right there to have been even closer. You know how it is, especially with rally scoring. Um, things can can turn on a dime when it's that sprint to fifteen in that fifth set. So it was fun. Pine River Bacchus came out victorious. There are two dates left on the schedule for the Tigers, three for the Trojans. So, you know, it's MEA week next week. I still can't process that. MEA week next week, the final week of the regular season. Didn't school just start like a week ago? Uh, yeah, something like that. It was right around a week. Yeah. So we're in it, man. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, the vo- it's a it's a nice little tune up for you to get ready for postseason volleyball because that's uh, right about the intensity. It's going to feel like. Uh, what was the scene like in Sabiki yesterday? I, I was listening to your pregame show. It sounded like you uh, got stuck right behind the pep band. Um, uh, no, I got stuck right in front of the pep band. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, there were there was a lot of people there. They had like an elementary night. Uh huh. So they you know they invited all the elementary kids out which is cool because that might be the only volleyball match they see until you know from Mm -hmm. from last year to this year and it'll probably be the only one they see for a lot of them until next year and so that part was cool it was like a purple out it's their fall festival week in Sabika Um, so uh, they were all dressed up and jazzed up and ready to rock and roll Pine River Bacchus brought their student section and they were in like Hawaiian theme beach theme sort of gear which is um this is a this is like new this is new stuff happening I'm I'm gonna age myself but we had dress up days during the day yeah but like it wasn't really that you would dress up for the evening like we didn't our school colors were black and gold there was no like blackout night for the student section right and now it's even that like the visiting student sections will show up dressed up as something yeah they'll all like it's awesome it's great it's great coordination it's uh, it's a uh, very appreciated there's some hilarious things that they're like they're like all-time corny but but perfect because mm-hmm. it's intentionally all-time corny you know what i mean like i don't some so some of that stuff when now the visiting student sections are showing up dressed up i think that's hilarious um <laughs> like promposals in the spring that is all-time corny level stuff. It's so awesome that they do that. It's like 
creative and a big deal. I love that sort of stuff. The the student sections, this one I've seen recently over the last few years, setting up their own ESPN table uh, so has been fun. If you have done that at all, you get a tip of the cap from me. It's uh, great. Be, because I, I would have loved to do that like in high school, just to have like get a table set up and you just sit there. And like, I mean, you don't really do anything, but it's just more for the looks or to coordinate stuff like that. Uh-huh. It, it's really fun. A tip of the cap to some of these uh, kids who are doing that. I love when they start chanting back and forth at each other. Uh-huh. They're not um, even talking to the players on the court anymore at all. It's like one set of students talking to another set of students, and there just happens to be a volleyball game in between them. Pretty, but there's two events happening that night. There's a there's something on the court, and there's whatever is happening in the stands, <laughs> and they don't have to be related at all. <laughs> Those are mutually exclusive events. Uh, so, great night there in Sabika, especially for the Pine River Backus Tigers who get the win there. Yep. Uh, okay, we've been... Putting this off, uh, talking a little bit about uh, the the uh, the Twins game, and I'm gonna put it, put it off one more thing. We've talked about Bob Costas off the air, Corey. Yep. Uh, did you know that he uh, uh, saved somebody's life the other day? I did not. No, apparently Bob Costas uh, is just as good in life or death situations as he is been historically in the broadcasting booth. He saved somebody's life at a restaurant. Somebody was choking, and he straight up just did the Heimlich maneuver, just whoo. Got it, got it out of there. So Bob Costas, seventy-one-year-old man performing the Heimlich maneuver. Uh, You know, sneaky old Bob Costas. Sneaky old Bob Costas. You know what he looks like to me? Uh, Uh This is another thing I have to say about Bob Costas. He looks like he might be five-two, but are we going to be surprised? I'm looking it up right now. How (laughs) tall do we think Bob Costas is? Uh, because you said five-foot-two, I'm going to go. Five foot six. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if he was like, you know, as tall as Dan? If he was like six three or something like that. Hello, I'm Bob Costas. How is the weather down there? Why is it giving me this? Why is it giving me his height in meters? There's two types of uh, countries in this world, Corey. There's countries that use the metric system, and there's countries that have landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is one point seven meters? I, uh, time to do some basic conversion. So, uh, well, a care. meter is what is a meter? Like a meter is like a nine y- inches. A, me- a meter is basically a yard, isn't it? It's longer than a yard. A little I bit think longer. It's, I think it's like thir- around thirty-nine. So he's not quite six. He's average height. Wow. Well, that takes the fun out of it, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know what Bob Costas' best role was? Because he's done a few. Oh sports wait, m- no, five five and a half feet. Oh, I was close. Five point one point seven meters is five point five feet. Five point uh. six feet. So, so, wow. Yeah, he's kind of a short guy. <laughs> and uh, so, you know what Bob Costas' best role was? Him and Al Michaels doing basketball. Basketball. Basketballs. It's uh, don't don't have the little ones when you're watching that movie. Uh, Sometimes don't even have big ones with that movie. You're going to teach some things that they're going to take with them. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) As can be exampled by, I don't know, the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) There, it's uh, it's great. There's there's a few different lines that are really funny. Bob Costas has one uh, that I. I maybe could say on air, maybe not. But uh, uh, what, there's also just some really funny throwaway lines in that movie when he's talking about, like, uh, it's a real shame that he blew that one, Al, on Dozen Egg Night, and they're just throwing <laughs> eggs at the players. It's uh, it, it's a great movie. Go watch basketball unless you're, like, you know, under the age of 13. Maybe don't do that. Or maybe even 16. Yeah, there's a uh, – yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say all of those. Yeah, I, it's I, a 
really maybe f- don't watch it at all. Parents, maybe no one should want to watch that movie. <laughs> it's created by the guys who made South Park parents, so if that's uh, enough for you to be like, oh, okay, I kind of know where to judge this on. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It is awesome. Uh, so can you tell we don't want to talk about the Twins losing 9-1 yesterday? Kind of got pummeled, didn't they? Yeah, and really, here's what I think the game boils down to. The Twins overall in like the postseason are like 3-for-20 with runners in scoring position. It's not yeah. good. Like, not good at all. It's like a 111 batting average. And it showed yesterday, even though the Twins got down 4 nothing, they immediately had runners on second and third in the first inning to at least, like, let's chip it away. One base hit, and it's 4-2. And, like, we're right back in this Yeah, thing. you can't hit a five-run home run. You can't just take the lead back in one swing anyway. Right. So, so show some discipline. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. And, like, you saw Royce Lewis had that at-bat where he struck out with two on, one out. And then you had Royce Lewis come up again with the bases loaded and strike out. And we talk about all the great things Royce Lewis has done, and he's earned all those accolades. But also you see why he's a rookie. Like, he's coming up there, and he's over-eager, and you can tell they're throwing him junk outside the strike zone, and he's just whiffing at it. Yeah. Because he's just over—he swung at a fastball at his eyes. You know, like, there's just—he's over-eager. And there's a few situations where I just thought this game boils down to the fact that the Twins—first of all, Alex Kirloff had a really bad error in the first inning— that Jordan double should have been an inning-ending double play, and yep. then they don't give up four runs in the first inning. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. You you almost could boil it down to that. Don't have uh, have complete the inning-ending double play, and um, we're talking about an entirely different, entirely different. Game. Because the Twins, I know they ended up losing nine-one, but there's a point where Rocco's like, "All right, well, we're down five nothing, and our offense can't generate anything." I'm going to not use my top arms today because we're going to need them over the next two games. Right. And that's why you saw Bailey Ober come in, who pitched game one. It's why you saw Kenta Maeda come in. It's why you saw, like, they're burning some of their longer guys. They're, I mean, they use Pagan, I guess, but they still have Jax, Duran, Paddock, right. uh, uh, Varlin. They still have all those guys for t- uh, today. Yep. Uh, but really, this game boiled down to the Twins made a crucial backbreaking error in the first inning. And they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. You're going to look at the score and see 9 1 and see, all oh, the pitching stunk. And they weren't sharp, obviously. Sonny Gray wasn't particularly sharp. He, I said this yesterday when you left, Corey. I said, Sonny Gray, uh, there's one thing that you know the Twins are in for a bad day. It's cold. Sonny Gray led the league in home runs allowed per nine innings this season. And I said, if he gives up a home run, you know you're in for a rough day. And in the first inning, that three-run home run was off the sweeper, a pitch he hadn't allowed a home run on all season long. Yep. Looked like he didn't get the break it wanted and just hung over the zone. And noted twin killer Jose Abreu uh, smashed it. There are, there's, yeah, there's a lot to take. I, I will say this. I'm, uh, I'm going to continue and choose to be a little glass half full on some yeah. of this. I'm more glass also, half full than I think we, I should be following a 9-1 loss. Well, here's some of the things about about nine runs also, is it turned into a bit of a home run derby at the end of the ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, What's-His-Face hit another one. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan yeah, hit yeah. another one. But here's, he's hit three home runs in the series. Uh-huh. Two of them have come when the game's been over. Right. And the pitching is just like, let's just throw strikes and let them hit themselves out, and we'll just kind of... Save face and move on. I right. that's my glass half full on this. Is it? This is both of those games turned into. We don't need to prove anything. Let's just throw strikes. They'll they'll roll it over to our second baseman, and 
So two of his home runs have come in effectively garbage time. Yeah. Um, which is good because that guy's very dangerous. I mean, he's still hitting the ball out of the ballpark. I, I'm not taking. He still hit a couple doubles yesterday. That, yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not taking that. Uh, I'm not taking his power and his effectiveness o- away from him. I don't want to discredit that at all. But you know, in a closer game, they're not just going to throw knee high strikes to him middle in. You know what I mean? That's just not going to happen. Turns out cutters right down the pipe are not the perfect pitch to throw to that guy. Exactly. And sometimes things go. They just go wrong. I don't. I feel very um, just kind of comfortable in who this Twins team is. I don't think they competed very well yesterday. Mm. There's some things that I don't. I I don't like that. I think I they got runners on base. Season. I just think they couldn't get that timely. Hit. They couldn't get the timely hit, which right. is what they haven't been able to get all season long. Well, and and you know, this or at least is, in the first half, this is an old school thing. This is an old school baseball thing. Um, but Houston is doing it. Turns out they're managed by a very old school guy. But like, I think it was the fifth inning. You get the first two runners on. Um, I think it was. I think it was still four zero at that time. Yeah, it might have been five zero. But like, you need to break the ice here a little bit. Could you have Polanco maybe try to bunt there? If if nothing else, it gets you out of a double play situation. You put two runners in the scoring position. You know, it's it's some of those. I understand that's nitpicky. They haven't done it all season. They're not going to do it now. I get all of that. It's probably, it, I'm not even saying it's necessarily the right move, but he didn't even show it, and I was I was surprised by that. It, I, I, think, I think they needed to try to, they were not hitting with runners in scoring positions, so you, you need to try to force the issue sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, Joe Ryan, how are we feeling about, uh, how are we feeling about the Joe Ryan experience tonight? The game was originally in noon, uh, first pitch, got moved to 6.07 because Baltimore got yep. swept by the Rangers. Yep. So there was a time slot. The Twins took that one. 6.07 first pitch, 5 o'clock pregame on KWAD. Corey, how confident are you in Joe Ryan? I don't know. Fine. Fine. He's not had a, a, a sterling second half of his season. He's especially, you know, since he's been injured. He hasn't started now in almost two weeks. He hasn't started now in two weeks. Um, I feel fine about Joe Ryan because this is a kitchen sink game. Right. Like it if things He's probably get, only pitching 3 innings honestly it, today. It, well, any I would yeah, really anything beyond 3 innings that you get or 4 innings that you get from Joe Ryan is that's that's great news. The longer Joe Ryan pitches, the the better I feel about right. about the game. But also the 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 second it starts to look weird they're getting him out of there. Get him out of there because you your season's it's winter literally on the line. So it's a kitchen sink game. Do what you can, Joe Ryan. Um, show us why you were an opening day starter one year. Um, that'd be cool. They the Twins can absolutely win this ball game. They can absolutely, and that's the thing the Twins have did all season. They were a five hundred ball club, which means as soon as they lose a game, you know what they do? They turn around and win. They have did that, haven't they? They've did that all season long. So uh, who's to say that they're not going to do it again? Go Twins. Go Twins go. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, October 11th.